This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. To the phone lines we go, as we always do this time on Thursday. It's our good friend of the show, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can find his work there. That's where he covers the Pittsburgh Stillers. Mr. Backo, how are we doing on this Thursday? Beautiful Thursday, opening day. How are we feeling, partner? Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. Kind of surprised. I, I wasn't expecting this, but I am a little bit curious to see uh, the, the home opener for the old Pittsburgh Pirates. I, the only game I've watched so far this season was opening day at Chicago, which they won. So maybe they need me to bring them some luck tuning in for the first time at, at PNC Park this year. So, so let me, you know what, I got to ask Moats this. Since you know, since you had a, a little bit of laugh with me on Twitter this morning, and I was admitting, Moats had a chuckle. <laughs> Moats, if I were to tell you that, uh-huh. that the guy who's on the bump for the Buckos, you know, about an hour from now, opening day, PNC Park, mm-hmm. his name is Tyler Anderson. Okay, could could I be lying to you? Would you be like, oh yeah, Tyler Anderson, yeah, left-handed pitcher, yeah, he's got nice stuff, or would you be like, you could have totally just made that name up? Well, when you said it, I would have thought from uh, the Matrix. Hey, Mr. Anderson. I was like, was that his first name? His first name was Tyler, for real? I saw the tweet this morning. Here's how we line up for the home opener on the bump, Tyler Anderson. And I said, I've never even heard of Tyler Anderson. Who is this guy? And, of course, you know, Mr. Bacco told me I had to put some respect on his name. But, no, this is a great thing. If you've never heard of him, that means that we should be going in the right direction today, which is down. Bad. Real bad. We're trusting the process, right? We need certain assets. Sounds like a creative player. Listen, we need certain assets to play well enough. Play well enough so we could trade you yes. at the break. Yes. All right. Like Polanco. Yes. And then the rest of you guys just play really bad so we could keep losing to get a hot pick. Is that simple? It really is just that simple. Mr. Backo, how much should we look into some of this stuff that Najee Harris has said about the Steelers on Zoom, right? Talking about how uh, with his Zoom interview with the Steelers, they showed him more love than anybody. Most teams, it's just a coordinator or a coach or two. The Steelers had the whole staff there, even the defensive staff. Is this something that we should should really be looking into, or, or is it just maybe the Steelers have always been very good with their relationships? They're always very personable. Uh, they, I imagine, always make a good impression on, on young football players this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get too bogged down into you know the, the combine interviews and what guys say about their teams they've talked to and how the interviews went because, I mean, you're, you're right. The way Mike Tomlin is, uh, with draft prospects, I mean, every player has a good thing to say about him. It seems like whether you've been in the league uh, for ten years and never played for the Steelers, or or whether they drafted you. So if, if you just wanted to, you know, find all those quotes, uh, you could have countless headlines. But I, I think this one was a little bit more interesting, just because of the the profile of the player and the position, right? Like we know the Steelers are probably in the market or at least looking hard at the running backs in this draft and especially the top three and Najee Harris is is right there so uh, you know when he gets asked about basically which which teams are kind of you know seemingly showing you the most interest in these uh, combine interviews and the first one out of his mouth is the Steelers then it's reasonable to assume that maybe that tells us something uh, about what their draft plan might be well not only that Mr. Batco but Adam Schefter even ended the statement by saying, you know, I could see you as a Steeler. It wouldn't surprise me if they drafted you. Now, you know he has the inside scoop on everything. Are you weighing into that a little bit too much? Because this is Adam Schefter. He never misses. That's what they said, I, I at least. He was 
was just trying to get a good quote uh, out of Najee Harris about possibly getting drafted by the Steelers. Like, who, who knows if he would have been like, oh, I hope you're right, Mr. Schefter. You know, that, that would be the best place for me. I know Franco Harris. I'd ask if I can wear 32. Like, if it goes down that road, it's an even better uh, podcast interview for Jesse. But, uh, but Najee Harris is, is no fool. He, he just said uh, he'll do his best for wherever he ends up landing. Very true. Now, We've been doing some of these mocks, and we've actually been seeing some of these mocks through, you know, NFL.com and ESPN, where they've had all three of backs, all three of these running backs in terms of Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Javante Williams available to the Steelers at pick 24. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this because initially we all were under the impression that, man, Najee was going to be the guy solely because a Travis Etienne wouldn't be there. But now that it's looking like both guys will be available. What does your how does that change your mindset or perspective on the Steelers in terms of would they really love Najee to that extent, knowing that Etienne is available to them? I don't know. I mean, I, I know I've said that if it were up to me, I would give a very very slight edge to Etienne just because of the the stuff that you you really can't teach mm-hmm. uh, his explosiveness and, and his long speed. And the Steelers, you know, they haven't had a player like that at the running back position maybe since since Willie Parker. Now, that, that could go one of two ways. It could make you think that's what we need uh, to, to make our running game better if you're Art Rooney and, and Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, or it can lead you down the path of, well, they like a certain type of back, and, and that's why they do gravitate towards the bigger guys, you know, the, the more solid types rather than the, uh, the, the true, you know, long, long speed home run hitter. Uh, kind of prospect. So, but I'll say this much, most you know, you, you bring up that kind of scenario, you get to 24 and, you know, the Jets didn't take one and the Dolphins didn't take one and, and you're sitting there like, and now we have all of them available. What do we do? Right. are trading down at that point because you, you look at the teams that are right behind you, at, at least as of now, it could change in the next few weeks. The, the Browns, Ravens, Jaguars, Saints, Packers, they, they don't need a running back. Very true. The Chiefs don't need a running back. So so maybe you, you do do the uh, calculations if you're the front office and say, maybe we pick up an extra pick hmm. and still get one of the guys we want. Now, I wouldn't hate it if that scenario played absolutely. out. Absolutely. Now, it would be interesting to see, when was the last time the Steelers traded down in the first round? Cool. We talked about the last time they traded up. When the last time they traded back? I have yeah. no idea. Hmm. I, I think they, they, you know, they're such a team that, we know they value building the roster through the draft. They don't go out and throw money around willy-nilly and free agency. And most of the time, they err on the side of not not overpaying their own guys mm-hmm. who they've drafted and developed. So I think that's probably why you don't you can't even think off the top of your head uh, when they've traded out of that first round spot or traded down because you know, they they value those those picks and those yeah. draft resources yeah. too much. The, the Minka one was, you know, that was the first time trading out of the first round completely mm-hmm. since the late 60s. Since the Beatles were still on tour. Well, and the thing that right. gets me with this is the perception around if they were to trade out of the first round. It goes back to that conundrum of, are you trying to win now or right. are you planning for the future? Because win now means you're going to get the best player available at 24 who can help you win or does win now mean we need more second round picks because right, we got but some think holes about to this though more second round picks the second round is what is less talented that's than true. the prospects in the first round so either way it's a flaw and that's the thing that I, i'm just i'm interested to see Mixed how it plays signaling. out because yeah. we've this whole offseason is it's been a back and forth of win now versus plan for the future win now versus plan for the future and 
we're we're coming to that you know that fork in the road where we're, we're running out of time here. We got to decide what we're going to do. And we've talked about the draft and and the significance of how we're going to fill holes for this season right now. You don't find a ton of starters in, in terms of rookie year starters. You don't find those guys in the second and third rounds typically. Those are usually the first round guys. So that's my thing. I'm just trying to see how this whole thing is going to work. Okay, well, let me play devil's advocate, Moza. I mm-hmm. think it. You know, I, I agree with a, a lot of what you just said, and you know, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It does appear that 2001, the Steelers were set to pick 16th, traded back a few spots with the Jets, uh, grabbed an extra pick in the fourth round and the sixth, and they still got Casey Hampton, who mm. we know big snack. We, we know him. Yes, indeed. We love him. He helped the team win, uh, win big. So. Mm. He was great for the defense. That appears to be the last time as far as that trivia question goes. But, again, uh, to play devil's advocate, I think if you look at it from a perspective of what are our needs, what are the strengths of the draft, which is what Kevin Colbert says they always do, and now you throw in the third uh, factor of what do the other teams that are in the draft this year value and, and what positions are they looking to strengthen. And if you take a step back and say – Generally, running backs aren't going in the first round in this day and age. Generally, interior linemen aren't going in the first round. And those are our two biggest needs. Then maybe that's how you, you cook up a souffle of doing something you don't normally do. <laughs> a couple of years ago with, uh, with trading that pick for Minka. Our chef in the kitchen, Brian you hear him over there? Get the souffle. Let's go. <laughs> Mr. Action, Action like Backo here. I can see him making a souffle. <laughs> Action Backo, rapping and cooking for us here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, it's Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, our guest here on SNR. So, okay, sticking with these hypotheticals and these scenarios, I think a lot of people in the in the draft Nick world, right, Mr. Backo, they've moved off the idea finally, okay, the Steelers are not going to trade two or three first-round picks to move up in the top ten to draft a quarterback. It's just not going to happen. But what they're on now is, well, they could take a quarterback in the second round. They could take a quarterback in the third round. Uh, what if a guy like, what's his name from Florida? Most? Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is still available there. Are you buying that at all, Mr. Backo? If the Steelers, let's say, Anywhere other than the late rounds, right? Like fifth, sixth, seventh round, if they take a quarterback there, whatever. But could you see them actually doing it uh, at, at more of a, a value pick than that? No, and, and I also don't necessarily agree that it's whatever if, if they spend a late round pick on it. Because as you guys alluded to just a few minutes ago, they, they do have a lot of, of needs and, and holes, at least uh, as far as depth goes. Maybe not starters, but like you look at safety right now. What happens if, if mm-hmm. one of your top two guys goes down. You look at edge rusher, you know, Cassius Martian and Alex Highsmith are your, your three and two. So you could use another body there mm-hmm. certainly. And uh, that, that's just, I, I don't think it would make sense to go that route at, at the quarterback position. Again, when you have a, a guy in Mason Rudolph, who you literally did that exact thing a few years ago, you basically said, sure, we have some other areas of the roster, roster that we could strengthen, but we want to add a guy to the mix at, at the most important spot, and we just think he's too much value, too good of a, a prospect to pass up in the third round. You flash forward a few years, and now we're sitting here in 2021. You know, his year of starting, half a year of starting, has its ups and downs. You could go one of, you know, either way uh, on how Mason fared in, in what, 2019, but I think you know that that might have been a waste to pick if, if he doesn't ever become uh, a starter for you or a backup who gets you to the playoffs, which he did not do. 
you, you could have gone a, a much different direction mm. with that valuable third rounder than they did. So I, I wouldn't want to see history repeated in that way. And again, Rudolph's still on the roster. Dwayne Haskins at least has first round pedigree and, and talent, arm talent. He's still in the mix. So I, I wouldn't want to see them do that at the quarterback position. I, I almost think, you know, if you're not going to like break the bank for one and completely punt on this year, uh, then, then just wait and see what comes to you in 2022. Now, with that being said, with the quarterbacks that are currently on the roster, we're not talking about Ben. We're talking Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. Do you think Cal Trask is better than them or can be better than them? Because I think that could be the other part of this conversation that could change it, right? If you think that he's a guy that could come in and, hey, day one, he's the second best quarterback on this roster, I think it's a different mindset if he's available to them. Maybe. I mean, that, that's possible, but I, I don't think there's enough evidence or I certainly don't feel confident enough that the gap is big enough uh, that you want to make that call. I mean, hey, 43 touchdowns to eight picks. He, he had a great year. You know, there's a reason why he was getting first-round buzz uh, before kind of the whole pre-draft process began to play out. But, you know, I've seen him referred to as, you know, I've seen Mason Rudolph as the player comparison for him. And, you know, the Steelers, they, they do seem to like those big statuesque quarterbacks with the projectable traits. And, and maybe that when, when the time comes for Ben to retire, they'll want to build the offense around a similar type of guy. But uh, I, I don't think that we've, you know, that there's not enough separation uh, to me between a Kyle Trask or a Kellen Mond, who's a completely different style of quarterback, or a Davis Mills from Stanford, who's uh, getting some buzz lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I can't reconcile uh, all the other needs that you have, and you know, there's being some sort of slam dunk quarterback for you to grab uh, in, in round two or three. Well said by our buddy Brian Backo, Batman. Last one that I've got for you. Uh, Moats and I on on Tuesday were discussing, you know how. The 17-game schedule might not be the only thing that changes about the NFL in 2021, how there's been some, you know, it's always this time of year when rule changes can be implemented. There's been some discussion around, you know, cut blocking and and some different rule changes there. What I wanted to get your take on was something Moats and I were laughing about on Tuesday, like I said, (laughs) overtime. Everybody always wants to tweak and change, and how do we make overtime perfect, and how do we make overtime fair, and should we do it like college does, or should we do it sudden death style, or should we just make it a 10-minute period, and and when the time's out, the time's out? What is your take on overtime in the National Football League? Ours was both the same, and just the sense of, we don't care about it being fair, just find us a winner. Like, it's been a a three-and-a-half-hour game at this point. We just wanted to end. Throw fair out the window, just find a way to win. Why are we always so concerned with overtime being fair and just? Win the game in regulation. I'm I'm with you guys. I mean, I I like college overtime, but it's almost one of the things you like about it is that it is different for the college game from the pro game. It's, It's just a little bit different wrinkle when you're watching the two different levels of the sport. For me, I, I think I'm fine with, with where they are with the changes that they made. You know, I, I think back to how it was when I was growing up, and you know, it really was just sudden death. And, and yeah, I think that was a little bit silly, and, and it was a good move for them uh, to, to make the, the switch to you know, having to score a touchdown your first possession. So I don't think it needs to go any further than that, though. Uh, you guys are right. Uh, you, you don't need to prolong the NFL or any sports games, I think, <laughs> at this point. They're already uh, taking up enough of our time as viewers, as certainly as us reporters. Make all the games shorter. Just run every down. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, 
you know, I give credit to the Ravens, I think it was, for coming up with this latest uh, creative proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would maybe be curious to see it in, in the preseason just to spice things up, but let's be honest. If there's overtime in the preseason, we're, we're, we're screwed well, up. We already saw that's the other recommendation. They said no more preseason overtime. Get it out. Pretty please. Get it out. Pretty please. That is a bipartisan yes. issue that can truly Gosh. unite this country. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Our guest here on the Steelers Blitz has been Brian Backo. Covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Make sure you're reading and checking out his work there. You can also find him on Twitter, at Brian Backo. And you already know that this man's does not do cap. Never Buddy, that. we appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the weather, and we'll talk soon. Hey, and a fun fact, uh, a cousin of mine just had a child this morning, brought a new son into the world. Let's go. We've added a Wesley. We've added a Wesley. To oh! the wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Mr. Backo. One second here, real quick. Uh, for the little man, all right, you make sure you spread this message from me to the little man. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party. Let's go. Little Wesley. That's great stuff. I love it. Thanks for letting us know that, Mr. Backo. There are not many Wesleys in the world. We all got to stick together. Uh, We appreciate (laughs) your time as always, buddy. Thank you. For sure. Have a good one. See you guys. You as well. There he is, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. How about that, Arthur Motes? Shout out. Welcome to the party, pal. Yes, indeed. (laughs) You want to get at us, you know where to find us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. Motes, we got a few minutes left in this segment, so Mm -hmm. why don't you say we wrap, or what what do you say? We we wrap up our our mock draft simulator here. All right, let's kick it. So, reminder, right? We took Tevin Jenkins 24th overall. That's Mm -hmm. where we last left off before we talked to our buddy Brian Backo. Then there was a little bit of run on edge rushers. Uh, Jacksonville and Cleveland both take edge rushers. Terrence Marshall, another wide receiver out of LSU, uh, goes in the first round to the Ravens. We know that wide receiver, big thing for them. Uh, Kadarius Torney, wide receiver from Florida, goes to the Saints. Zavin Collins, who you and I like, ends Mm -hmm. up at the Packers at 29. Uh, Jalen Phillips, edge rusher from Miami. Big run on edge rushers here at the end of the first round. Goes to Buffalo. Jason Owe from uh, Penn State, the edge rusher we talked about earlier, goes to the Chiefs. And another wide receiver to close it out. I don't know about that. Are the Bucks really going to take another wide receiver? I don't know. Well, Who knows? They could. AB's well, not. And AB's that's true. Not and uh, Godwin's on the franchise tag, yeah, so he could be gone after this could. year. They definitely could. Uh, Bucks thirty second overall take Rondale Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. So Motsi, seven wide receivers taken in the first round. If you're a Steelers fan, root for that to happen. Because the Steelers ain't taking a wide receiver in the first or second round. So the more that go, that's more people that are available for the Steelers. Root for all the wide receivers. Wide receivers, quarterbacks. And quarterbacks to to go in the first. All of them Mm -hmm. to to go in the first round. Yeah, so into the second round we go here. Um, The Texans take a tackle. Samuel Cosme, you know, hopefully the guy to to protect Trevor Lawrence there for a long time. Asante Samuel goes off the board. We have some more run on edge rushers here. Alex Leatherwood, who we've talked about, goes 36th to the Dolphins. Kyle Trask, Arthur Motes. 37th overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. I can see that. I can totally see, I can that. see that. I can totally yep. see that. Because they'll, they'll say, well, hey. If him and Jay- Hurts. I'm about to say, hey, listen, if the Jalen Hurts method doesn't work, the spread option style, all right, cool. We'll go back to what we know. This is more Carson Wentz here. Yep. <laughs> uh, the kind of the consensus second tight end, I think, I believe Fryermuth is how he pronounces his last name. He's out of yeah. Penn State. Pat mm-hmm. Fryermuth goes to uh, to Carolina. Travis Etn, fortieth overall to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So Motes, let me ask you: if that plays out, mm-hmm. the Steelers go tackle at twenty four. Mm-hmm. We get to pick forty, and there's still all the running backs mm-hmm. on the board. You think the Steelers we, we making would cons- a move? You think the Steelers yes. would consider trading up from fifty five? I, I definitely think they would. I think they would they too. They should. 
that would be the perfect hit right there. You got your, your stud left tackle for the next 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and then you get your running back, the running back that you really want, not, not the running back that we all talked ourselves into liking. The running back who can help you right away mm-hmm. and can, can, can help the next quarterback who's mm-hmm. going to replace mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I think so, and especially we know right next year – they're going to get a ton of comp picks, right? Yep. I mean, they they have to from between Bud's Bud contract, Dupree, Matt Filer's contract, yep. yeah, yeah, that, that. Uh, Mike, Mike Hilton. Hilton, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Who knows what happens with Big Al? Still, who knows what happens? We're still with... still quiet yeah. on the Big Al front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I think this is the where they'd start to say like, all right, maybe maybe we're thinking about trading up. So ETN goes 40th to the Broncos. A couple more wide receiver Elijah Moore from from Mississippi becomes mm-hmm. the eighth wide receiver taken in the top forty one. That would be fantastic for the Steelers. Uh, Walker Little, good tackle from Stanford, goes to the Giants. Uh, some more edge rushers, some more tackles here. We get our first interior lineman, Arthur Motes Wyatt Davis from Ohio State goes to the, the Chargers, just loading up on the offensive mm-hmm. line in this uh, in this version here. Pick fifty rolls around Arthur Motes and the Dolphins take Najee Harris. Okay. If that were the scenario, I think the Steelers, if, 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 it, if we're at the end yeah, of the 40s, fine. yeah, and Najee, I think whew, mm-hmm. there'd be a real chance that they could trade up. Landon Dickerson, who we've talked about, goes 54th right before the Steelers pick Which to the Colts. Which is perfect, because we're going to get the third guy that we wanted. If we couldn't get Chaz, we, Williams. Exactly. So now you got so, your old line, now you got your running back. So you ready for me to hypothetical this some more with you? Talk about it. Let's do it. Would you rather uh-huh. this scenario play out? Tevin Jenkins at 24, Javante Williams at 55. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather Tevin Jenkins at 24 trade up a few spots to get ETN or to get I'm Harris? Doing that. I, I'd much rather trade up. Yeah, absolutely. So you think there's uh, you think there's a gap between those two and Javante Williams? I do. It's, it, what Batco just talked about with Najee and with uh, Javante, they can do a lot of the same things that ETN does, except the one thing that ETN does, which is when he puts that foot in the ground and goes, he's not getting caught from behind. Is going to the house. We have never seen that here in Pittsburgh. Like you said, it, 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 counting Willie Parker. All right, counting Willie Parker. That's the last time. But Najee, excuse me, Najee, when I watch him, I think L. Bell. I'm like, all right, I love the the versatility. I love the short area, lateral quickness. Not as explosive with his dead leg cuts that we fell in love with with L. Right, Bell. Right. But very similar. Makes guys miss, but never can go. Never can go to the house. You see him. He'll he'll get a nice twenty yard burst. But it's getting caught. It never scares you of the, the the touchdown. And for me, the reason why I'm like, well, at least with ETN, I know if he gets open like that, he's going to the crib. Yeah. I like that a lot more because now hopefully it could take down on the amount of touches he gets. Hopefully it takes down the amount of hits he gets because he's not have to be out there on the field as often because he's actually able to take it to the house. He's able to give you more mm-hmm. explosive plays. Chunk plays. We know what he can do as a receiver. I think all those guys are good in their own right as receivers, but it's something about that speed element that ETN has. Speed kills, right? Yeah, and even though he's smaller – He's not a little back. It's not like we're talking about Jared Pat, uh, Patterson from Buffalo. Where we're not like, talking about Dre Archer, right? Right. It's not. It's not a tiny guy. Like he's shorter and smaller than those other guys, but he's not little by no means. I think that's very well said by you. Now, so if the situation plays out where the Steelers just stand pat, right? Mm-hmm. At pick fifty-five here, would you definitely take Javante Williams, or would you consider, you know, like I think 
a guy that people really like, Quinn Miners, right? The mm-hmm. center from Wisconsin. Whitewater is yeah. still on the board. Uh, the the two corners from UCF that both people think will be mm-hmm. uh, Robinson and Gowan in this range are both still on the board. You, you can also s- got some linebackers on the board you as well. You also got some linebackers mm-hmm. on the board as well, too. Uh, Creed Humphrey, the center from, mm-hmm. from Oklahoma, is still there. Is it is it Javante Williams clearly here, or would you consider going one of those other routes? For me, because I went O-line, yeah. I feel like I owe it to myself if one of those backs were on the board to get one of those backs. We, we've we talked about the run game right. at nauseum this offseason, right? Yeah, exactly. It's time to put like, our money where our mouth is. No question. Is. We, we can't be hollering run game, run game, run game. Mr. Rooney can't holler run game. Kevin, Kevin Colbert can't holler Mike run game. Tomlin. Exactly. You do all this fancy meeting with Najee Harris. You do all this with all these different running back places, but then you don't draft one when you got the opportunity to? Two times now because with a pedigree pick, right? Because like you already missed the first pick. one, right? You, yeah. We skipped on the first one. We did. We could have had. And, our, we could have had our choice on the first one. But then you saw you still could have got both all three of them again in the second if you make if you move up a little bit. To me, I just feel like you got to go running back here. You have to. I agree, Arthur Motes. I, 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 you and I have talked about how you don't have to draft a running back in the top twenty, in the top thirty. Mm-hmm. But that early second, early to mid second round is that sweet spot. Yes. In the forties and in the fifties is where you get the mm-hmm. Nick Chubbs and the Jonathan Taylors. Mm-hmm. And the Der- I think Derrick Henry was in the late thirties. But yeah. you get what I'm but saying. You, that, that is that's the sweet spot. That is the sweet spot. Is is in the early mid second round, um, and that's exactly where the Steelers are at pick fifty five. And and I'm with you. I and, and not the whole narrative of oh you get a running back whenever you don't got to draft in the second round you get him in the, in the sixth round he'll come in and start oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Alvin Kamara just grows on trees, yeah. right? For, for every one of those, I can name you 30 other ones that don't work out like that. Now, don't get me wrong here, right? Um, there are some of those late-round guys that I'm intrigued by. True. I think Trey Sermon could be nice. Mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard's a, an, an interesting one for me, too, because this time last year, everyone was like, well, he's an idiot. Why isn't he coming out? Yeah, that's he before you started fumbling. <laughs> Which we all know, when it comes to fumbling, Arthur hey. Motes has no time for hey. that. You, you, you want to turn me off. And, and, and this thing, I love running backs. Like, honestly, that's probably, like, my favorite position. When you and I were like, kids. I love running back, man. It's, it's, it's quarterback and it's mm-hmm. edge rusher now. Yeah. But when you and I were kids, the position back. that everybody yeah. wanted to play growing up was running back. Absolutely, it was man. It was still in that time. Yes. So we are cut from that cloth. No question. So yeah. to me, it's like, you want to see me get turned off real quick, man. Let me start seeing a running back the putting the ball on the ground. Oh, turn it, take, take the whole game and just throw it away. I don't like running backs that fumble. Oh, no, I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> All right. So let's see how this plays out. So we go, rem- reminder, Javante Williams at uh, at – at pick 55, mm-hmm. and uh, the tackle from Oklahoma State, Jenkins at pick yes, tw- Tevin Jenkins. Tevin yep. Jenkins at pick 24. So uh, after we take Javante Williams, the top three running backs are off the board. Some safeties go here. The Ravens take another wide receiver, uh, Damian Brown. Another one. Another one. From, uh, from North Carolina. The Browns take edge rusher Peyton Turner from Houston. Jabril Cox goes to the Packers. Uh, Davis Mills, quarterback from Stanford, mm-hmm. goes to the Buccaneers at the end of the second round. Maybe mm-hmm. the uh, potential Tom Brady heir apparent there. Uh, Quinn Miners, who we were just talking about, goes at center to Jacksonville. So get this, Jacksonville goes Trevor Lawrence. Then they go um, the tackle from Texas, Sewell, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, that's that's Oregon. The tackle from Texas, um Samuel Cosme is the tackle from Texas. And then they go center here. So they go quarterback, they go tackle, they go center. That would be the smart way to do it for the Jags. We'll see if it actually plays out that way. Um, if you're Urban Meyer and you do that, you, you did pretty good on your first draft. 
Creed Humphrey, the, uh, one of the centers we've talked about, goes 71st overall to the Broncos, and I agree with you. That would be a win for, for mm-hmm. Urban Meyer. Uh, the Pitt guy, the local guy, Rashad Weaver, goes 76th mm-hmm. edge rusher to uh, the Giants. So the Giants loading up on, uh, on pass rushers and on linebackers here in this edition of this mock draft. Um, let's see, any other names that we've discussed here? Uh, Sean Wade, who's a corner that we've discussed, goes 84th overall out of Ohio State to the Eagles. Now Arthur Motes, the Stillers on the clock, third round, pick 87. All right, we've taken offensive tackle and we've taken a running back, so mm-hmm. they're off the board. I'm looking, none of those sexy quarterbacks are left. You know, like none of the guys, mm-hmm. like if Kyle Trask is still available here, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm sprinting to the podium. There's none of those guys left that I love. Um Jamar Johnson, still a talented safety from Indiana, is on the board. Uh, Davis, the linebacker from Kentucky that a lot mm-hmm. of people like, is one of those, okay, he's never maybe going to be Devin Bush, but he could be Devin Bush light. You yeah. know, he could he could be the running mate. Um, Kendrick Green, who's a pretty highly rated guard out of Illinois, is still on the board. What are you thinking here, Motsi? Um, I'm torn between Davis, Green, and uh, Chaz. Uh, how do you say his last name? Make sure I say this the correct way. Out um, of uh, UNC, Chaz yes. Surratt. I think Chaz Surratt, yeah, I believe Chaz is Surratt. how he pronounces it. Yeah, yep. so I'm torn between those three guys. Yep. Um, I think Chaz is the better athlete. I think uh, Jamin, though, is built more for our defense yes, and what we want to do. Yes, I agree. I, th- yeah. If and Jamin Davis is still there, I I'm think probably that's going a, him. I think that's nice yeah. for the Steelers. I probably would go with him just because I just feel like he fits. But the other part is <sighs> – do we have to pick him right there at three? Like, like, or could he be available at the next run at, at one might. at one twenty eight? Like, I, would you take a guy like Jamar Johnson at you safety? See what I'm who saying? some people have had mocked him. Right. Him mocked as a top forty pick, and if he's available there at what what would this be eighty seven? Yeah, I mean we talked we've talked about when you're doing right, that whole draft right. board value thing. Like, part of me says Say the Steelers have him forty fifth on their big yeah. board, and he's available at eighty seven. So, like, part of me says continue to shore up the offensive line. Get yeah. Kendrick Green. I know he's a guard, but either way, he competes with uh, Dotson day one. And worst case, if your DeCastro, if DeCastro, right, exactly. That's your that's your replacement for DeCastro. Worst plate, worst case. I I like it. I think I think I, would I think say, I think Davis is going to be there at, at uh, it was at uh, what's our fourth round pick that one all right twenty eight yeah one twenty I think he's going to be so there let's play this out then before we go to break here real quick we'll take Kendrick Green okay. guard out of Illinois yep. all right let's see when the Steelers pick again. If Mr. Kentucky linebacker, if he's there at 128, then yeah, this is perfect. still on the board. And now I wish that I would have done. Um, oh, the faster, the faster. <laughs> yeah, you know. But hey, what can you do here? Hey, such is life. What can you do here? While we wait, you know what? Actually, what, here's what we're gonna do, Arthur Motes. We're gonna go to break. Hey, now. And on the other side here. Ah, here we'll we tell go. You, we'll tease it and we'll tell you if he was still available and uh, and where we went there. We'll also have our weekly Hall of Honor conversation when we return. Last chance to get those tweets in as well at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.